Tanzania. East Africa. Vast grasslands. Wetlands. Great Lakes. And the Indian Ocean. Giraffes, elephants, crocodiles, hyenas, and lions. More than 120 languages spoken. Swahili, the most common. Home to the Serengeti. Mount Maru, and Mount Kilimanjaro. Tanzania is also home to an organization called Ubora, where they've been working now for decades to care for, teach, mentor, and invest in the rural community of Karansi. striving always for excellence, providing education and health care, raising up leaders and entrepreneurs, building long-term relationships, becoming more like family than anything else. Join me now as we welcome Leslie Sams and Dave Burgess from Ubora to the Edge of Adventure podcast. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. Great to have you with us. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you are watching the video version of the podcast or you're tuning into the audio version, on the podcast platform of your choice. Just want to say thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this thing that we call the Edge of Adventure, where we travel around the world to get to know organizations that are doing amazing things, serving other people, people who oftentimes have otherwise been forgotten. And of course, we also get to know the people along the way, the people who live there in these regions, but also the people who have chosen to serve them, to come alongside them and to love them. Today is no exception, of course. We're going to get to know another great organization. This one's called Ubora, and they work in Tanzania. And it's my privilege and pleasure now to introduce to you two members of their leadership. I've got on the line today Dave Burgess, who is the president, and also Leslie Sams, who works in operations and development. Great to have you with us. Let's start with you, Dave. Again, Dave Burgess is the president of Ubora. Let's talk big picture about your work in Tanzania you guys focus on what? We are a uh, 501c3 that does work in a, in a small area of Tanzania that's in the foothills of Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, we've been there 20 years, and um, really the, the mission started uh, with widow's relief. The area had been hit hard by AIDS. 
in the 90s. Uh, there were just a, a large number of widows in the area. Of course, their children, too, who uh, were, were left fatherless due to that disease that went through the area. So the mission started uh, with that, and uh, we have grown over the years and blossomed uh, into a number of areas. Uh, probably our deepest root is in education now. We have a school that we operate there that we, we have 300 children in the school. It's a primary school. All of the children right now are sponsored by people here in the U.S. or generally outside of Africa. As we minister to these kids in the school, we can't help but run into other people in the village who need help in the areas of health and medical. Uh, we run into people uh, in, the, in the village who need help with business. And then there's also family and general community projects. I think the biggest thing about our ministry is that we've been blessed with resources to meet those needs. And I don't mean just money. We've been blessed with uh, all kinds of people with just an amazing amount of skills, amazing amount of contacts. Uh, and as God has shown us these needs in these other areas, we've been able to meet the needs through those blessings. Yeah. So today it's education, health, business, and community. That's the voice of Dave Burgess. He's the president at Ubora, and we're talking today about their work in Tanzania, in Africa. Also on the line today, Leslie Sams is with Ubora, and she's been involved as well for many, many years, both as a volunteer and in leadership for Ubora. So, Leslie, let me ask you this question. As I have done some research, as I've gotten to know Ubora, my perspective on it is you all went to work in this region of Tanzania, you knew that there were these needs in particular that you were going to focus on. And then over time, your commitment and your love for the people there just grew that area of service farther and farther out, doing so many different things, all a part of your overall investment in the people. That's my perspective from the outside. Am I, am I on the right page? You are definitely on the right page, Adam. You got it. We got in to Tanzania in 2002, and from there, I think the biggest thing that we focus on are relationships, and through those relationships, we get things done, and the relationships have just gotten deeper and deeper and deeper over the years, and now these aren't just people that we go to serve, they are family members that we go to visit and love on and encourage. That's one of the things that makes us really special and makes Ubora unique is those relationships. And this is the Edge of Adventure. We're getting to know an organization called Ubora. That's the voice of Leslie Sams. Dave, let's talk about the region. You're working in a district called the Siha District, I believe, and the community is Karansi. Put all that into perspective. What's life like for this community? Sure. Yeah. Our, the village where we serve, Karansi, is nestled right in between two of the major mountains in Tanzania and in Africa in general. Uh, Mount Kilimanjaro is just to the north of the village. And another really cool mountain is uh, Mount Meru uh, is just to the south. And we are, we are smack dab in the middle, right between those two mountains. It's not your equatorial jungle terrain. It's relatively high. It's, at, it's about 5,000 feet. Uh, so it's semi-arid. And then as you get into the village, it's a little bit more lush, as you can see in that picture. 
the area is is mostly agricultural lots of very small farms i don't know an acre or so or less many small farmers on plots of ground like that uh, growing things like maize uh, there's coffee grown in the region beans are grown so it, it is a, a heavily ag agricultural area the picture that we're looking at is a, a food silo that was installed at a, a public school uh, near the school that we operate ours is a private christian school uh, this silo uh, stores grain uh, so that the kids can have uh, meals at school, uh, which were not being provided by the government. There are also uh, major national parks. The famous Serengeti is to the west, and there's a few other national parks to the south, Tirangiri. So the area is just a really beautiful area, amazing countryside. And, and the village that we serve just happens to be a very, very poor, isolated village in the middle uh, of all these really cool natural wonders. Dave Burgess, president at Eubora, and also on the line, Leslie Sams. Leslie, tell me about the school then, not just what you do, but the difference that it's making in the lives of the children and their families. Great question. The school itself is a real beacon of hope for the village. When it first began, it was the vision of Pastor Warielli, and he was adamant that he knew that to lift this village out of the poverty that was in, the crime, the prostitution, the AIDS, all of that, a village of 1,300 people at the time, that the children would have to be educated, and they were not being educated. If they were going to school, they were going to school in a government school where teachers didn't show up, students typically are in classrooms with no textbooks and often very crowded facilities, 60, 80, 100 children in a classroom. He determined that he wanted to start an English medium school, which means that all the teaching is done in English, so the students learn that. And as we know, English is you know language of business in the world, so he knew they needed to learn English. And so he started this school and it has grown and grown and grown. And we now have preschool all the way up to what's known as standard seven, which is very similar to our grade seven here in the US. Our students being sponsored get a school uniform, two meals a day, medical care. We have social workers who visit them in their homes and make sure their home life is stable and safe. As this has built up over time, it's just become this beacon of hope where people know that if their children can go to school here, that there's a real possibility for a good and secure future for that child and for the families. Leslie Sams joining us today from Ubora. You know, Leslie also mentioned that these children receive medical care. Talk to me about the health care aspect of what Ubora is providing for this community. The, uh, the country is plagued with, with a couple of problems in healthcare. Uh, one is that uh, there's just a really low number of doctors and nurses per capita. Well, let me put it this way. At our church, we have 5,000 people. And if, you know, prorating pro that out, we would have 75 doctors uh, serving that sort of population. In Tanzania, that number would be less than four. It's just a huge problem with the lack of, um, you know, the number of medical people. The other uh, issue was the government, uh, it, it's a developing country, 
And so the, the country has a lot of priorities. The district has one hospital in it uh, and, and a number of dispensaries, smaller dispensaries spread out, spread out through the district. But the hospital uh, was built and there was there is zero equipment in that hospital. Good sized facility, but literally no heart monitors, uh, no beds even. This, this hospital uh, has the capacity for around 250 beds and they've got 30. People would come and not be able to get care. They didn't have any medicine. Uh, and so just generally, uh, people didn't see doctors at all. And so one of the things uh, that we're very happy and uh, just so thankful to be able to do at our school is that, is that we do have medical care that comes to the school a couple times a year to give them checkups, follow up on issues that are found during those checkups, uh, and, and then also give uh, vitamins and, and we, we provide two meals a day. So at our school, the, the kids are, are starting to get really good medical care over these years. Talking about the edge of adventure, every trip there's an adventure. We had a mission trip going to provide care to the children at the school and the, the, the medicine got held up in customs. And because of that, we were able to end up meeting all of the district medical people and learn about the need at that hospital. Ran into a couple of organizations that provided medical equipment and medicine uh, we ended up sending over two and a half million dollars worth of equipment and medicine to that hospital, which was then distributed throughout the district. There were women that had come in prior to that equipment getting there uh, in childbirth, and they needed a heart monitor to see what was happening with the mother. Prior to the, that equipment, they didn't have that and uh, had to transport the mother to a different hospital. And very sadly, she she ended up passing uh, en route to that that hospital that was quite far away. That very heart monitor arrived, uh, that was needed, arrived a few months later in that shipment and um, has already saved four lives. Uh, so the, those are the things that, um, that we're trying to do in the district and uh, the, you know, the way God is blessing us to be able to do them. Dave Burgess, president of Ubora, as we're talking about their work in Tanzania, in the Singha district, in a community called Karansi, and their loving commitment to the people of this community. We've talked about taking care of some of their physical needs, right? We've talked about educational needs. There's another aspect of what you all do, and I this is my term, but it's develop, helping them to develop businesses and really help them to improve their lives and then the ripple effect of them being able to help others and so on and so forth. A part of that is employment and people being able to work and have their own businesses, so on and so forth. Huge, important need. Tell me, Leslie, I'll ask this question of you. How does Ubora do that in this community? Dave may want to share in a moment, he's just uh, gotten back recently with one of the business agriculture teams. But in our village now, from a population of 1,300 to now estimated to be around 20,000, there's about 157 little dukas, as they call them, little shops that are no bigger than most people's hall coat closet, probably. And they all sell lots of different things. But these are people that have not had the opportunity to learn things like basic inventory skills, profit loss statements, how to use a calculator, how to make proper change, just other basic accounting types of things. And so when our first business team started coming in right before the pandemic in 2019, and 
began to do some of those trainings and teaching them how to use ledgers, how to calculate profit loss, simple things like don't hire a motorcycle to take you into all the way into Arusha every single day to buy your inventory. Keep a list, do it once a week, twice a month. And they were just mind blown. They were like, oh my goodness, that's such a great way for us to cut down on costs. So it's just things that they haven't had the opportunity to be taught and to learn. And so these business teams and now agricultural teams are going in and just sharing things that they've learned and coming alongside them to help them improve their businesses. And we're seeing really, really neat changes going on there. Today, we are talking about Ubora, their work in Tanzania. The name of the district is Siha, and the name of the community is Karansi. Child sponsorship, that's an opportunity. That's a way that people back in the States or in, around the world can, can become involved and help support what you're doing. Tell me about the sponsorship program, and also tell me about these kids. Yeah, so our sponsorship program there's so many, so many good people out there doing, doing this sort of thing. And uh, we, we just love everyone doing that. Ours, we like to think is really intimate. Uh, we start sponsoring the children in kindergarten at three and a half years old. We've set up a lot of facilities so that you can get to know your child. Uh, we do, of course, letter writing, uh, lots of video calls. And typically before COVID, we'll do, you know, probably 15 or 20 trips a year. Uh, and if you go on a trip and you have a sponsor child, you will you will absolutely meet the child. You will go to the home, uh, meet the parents. And really, over the years, we encourage uh, sponsors to get involved with their child. And uh, we've learned as, as these children move through the educational system and move from primary school into secondary school, it really matters if there's a strong relationship with that sponsor. It is, it's a critical thing. The, the children, um, they view you as another parent. And so when they go off to secondary school, which in Tanzania means basically like us going to college, it's very typically very far from home. They live there. They're boarded at the school. So they, we've got kids in, you know, in seventh grade essentially going off to college uh, and living alone uh, in a dorm. And so if there's that strong relationship with a sponsor back in the uh, States, uh, in addition to their parents, and we work with the parents as well, that child really does want to do well and, and make make that sponsor proud and make the sponsor uh, glad that they uh, got them through primary school and now support them in, in, in through secondary school. It's a really unique program. I think for me, the uh, the thing where I, uh, I had uh, started out my involvement with Ubora as the typical dumb dad wrote the check and we had three sponsored children, one for each of our children. And I would stick my head in on a Zoom call every once in a while or write a letter. But my first trip there uh, was where I uh, fell hook, line, and sinker. Um, and the first thing we do when, we, when, when teams get there is we'll go visit the children, usually on a Saturday. And so I, I did that and uh, got off the plane. I was still foggy-headed, jet-lagged. And we make our way into my to Reinhardt's house. Pigs were, were here, and his bedroom was about 10 feet from the pigs. We go into his bedroom and there's a there's nothing on the walls, dirt floor. And I look on the wall and there's a there's a picture of my son uh, that we had sent a couple of years back. And it just it, it was really mind blowing to find myself in the middle of 
Africa and the shadow Mount Kilimanjaro in some little room. And there's a picture of my son. And it hit me then just how, uh, how important the sponsorship was to Renard. Uh, it really meant a lot uh, that he had a sponsor. He didn't care about the, the $49 a month, but he cared that he had a sponsor and someone loved him somewhere else in the world. So our, our, that, that, to me, paints the picture. It is a really intimate sponsorship program. We know our kids. We love our kids. And many times sponsors will follow them all the way through college and beyond. I know Leslie does with her, her sponsor child, Moses. Uh, as he's now in medical school. So it's a it's a deep relationship. And that's kind of what we're all about is going really deep like that. And that's we feel that's the way uh, we can help uh, the most. And honestly, it's how we get help the most. We learn so much in those relationships over the years with our sponsor kids. This is The Edge of Adventure. We're talking today with Leslie Sams and Dave Burgess of Ubora. And we'll get back to our conversation as we learn more about their work in Tanzania in just a moment. But you know what? Each week, we have so many new listeners joining us from around the globe. I figure it's a good idea to simply take a moment and welcome you, each one of you. And thank you for taking the time to tune in to today's program. We have a new show every week, and we always feature organizations and people who have chosen to live adventurous lives and to live them with purpose. These are the ones who have chosen to live life for something bigger than themselves, those who have chosen to take all the good and all the bad that's happened to them and put it to use helping others. I call it the edge of adventure because when we make that decision to leave behind our status quo, when we choose to go bravely into the future, to serve others with a genuine sense of purpose, That's when the good stuff begins. That's when you're just about to set out on the most exciting and fulfilling journey yet. That, my friend, is the edge of adventure. Great place to learn more, theedgeofadventure.com. That's theedgeofadventure.com. Or look for us in the new mobile app called Rugged Compass. You'll find it in app stores, and you can also find out more information and download it from ruggedcompass.com. That's ruggedcompass.com. And you know what? It's great to have you with us for the journey. Now let's get back to Tanzania in East Africa as we chat with Dave Burgess and Leslie Sams from Ubora right here on the Edge of Adventure podcast. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, of course, and today we've got two guests on the line, both of them joining us from an organization called Ubora. They work in Tanzania. As we've been discussing, we've got Dave Burgess, the president. We've also got Leslie Sams, who is uh, over operations and development. They're both on the line today. We're talking to both of them. And of course, that was the voice of Dave Burgess. If you're watching the video version, now I've got a photo on the screen that talks about the school motto. It's a great photo. You see the cute little faces above this wall, and on this wall, there's the words painted school motto. And then underneath it, it says, striving for excellence by developing servant leaders. A couple of things. We'll start with you, Leslie. Let's talk about that word excellence. I think the word excellence is significant in this motto. Tell me where the, why the word excellence is important. And then, secondarily, talk to me about what it means to be a servant leader. Ubora, 
your listeners may be wondering how in the world did they come up with that name for their organization? It actually is the Kiswahili word for excellent or excellence. So because it's what we strive to do every day in our work here stateside and with our partners in Tanzania, we thought it would be appropriate to have that as our name. So we definitely want our students to also strive for excellence. They don't need to be perfect, but they do need to try their best and be excellent in what they do in their schoolwork, at home, in their relationships and friendships. And then to become servant leaders, we really believe as a faith-based organization that we need to model the example of Jesus, who was the ultimate servant leader. He was definitely a leader. He commanded a room and he's definitely in charge, but he was a servant as well. He served people. He served them well. And of course, as we know, he served them to the point of dying on the cross for them. And so we really want our students to also understand that leaders don't lord it over people. They don't hang things over people's heads and and lead with trying to institute fear in the people that are following them. Leaders who are leading the way that they should and leading the way Jesus led are ones who serve the people under them in an appropriate way and in a way that brings out the best in those people as well. So that's what we're trying to do with our kids at the school. Dave, let's talk about two key words. And I got these words and these concepts, these ideas from the research as I get to know Ubora. Two key words that seem to be important to you guys. Wisdom and humility. You know, with with regard to wisdom, uh, it's not something that, you know, there's no step-by-step process of how do I become wise? And uh, we believe that uh, wisdom comes from more of a character trait, knowing what to do in those situations that uh, w- where everything isn't prescribed. And so for us, that that does mean uh, following the model of Christ. Humility is just the, the, the most important part of that. If you come in and, and uh, do a situation and we always try to go when we go there, come in uh, not taking the posture that we know everything uh, because we don't. If it weren't for humility, this mission would be in trouble, would have been in trouble a long time ago. And so we know that that is uh, key. Uh, Being humble, following Christ as a servant leader is key to this mission. Otherwise, our pride will get in the way. It will be all about us. And uh, that that just would not last. I think Pastor Warrielli, who is the the, the founder uh, of this mission, he, he was the pastor who we met 20 years ago. Uh, he's uh, he's made the statement that um, we that he knows that we love them because we keep coming back, and we keep coming back, and we're welcome there only because we we really hope that we focus on Christ-like humility. Uh, it would just not work if we didn't do that. So I wanted to say another the word about about the excellence too. There's a there's a, there's a feeling in the village. It's a small village. And uh, but and there's definitely the the underdog feel. It, it's small, but the people the people can want to be and can be excellent. They, there's a there's a really great feeling of of hope there now, and uh, and just you can tell that the folks they they are just striving for excellence. You go to a, a secondary school uh, out in the countryside, 
Uh, and those kids are eager to learn. They are ready to go. It's just so inspiring to see that. In our society these days, you don't see that as much. And it's, it's just a blessing to be able to go in there and see these kids who, who want to excel and want to do their best. And they know it's, they know it's their way out. And we're, uh, we're privileged to, to be a part of that. That's Dave Burgess, president at Ubora. As we've mentioned, Leslie Sams is also with us today. Leslie, are there other ways to volunteer, to go, to serve? Talk to me about other opportunities that might exist. Well, because we have really four other impact programs besides the child sponsorship of health, business, community, and education, we have a great need for volunteers, both stateside and over there, to go. But stateside, we have events that we do that we would love to have volunteers help with. Um, there's opportunity to help sort the child sponsorship gifts and record keeping type of things. So if going over on a trip isn't something that someone is able to do at this time, there are still other ways they can lend their expertise. Uh, I know the business team is looking for a couple of of new members uh, who could come into that group and, and offer up ideas. And same with education. Education is growing over there. We are wanting to reach out into the public schools of the area. And so we need more teachers on our education program team so that we can begin to have new and fresh ideas. And then, of course, as you mentioned, going on trips, we are going to be doing trips in 2022. And we just had our first um, first team trip since uh, the COVID shutdown. So we're trying to ramp back up. Uh, normally in a year, we do go 15 to 20 times. Different groups go over there. And so serving here, going over there to serve and help and then praying for us, and then just getting the word out. Because now that we are growing so much, and it appears that God is, is asking us to do a lot, a lot more things, we need more people involved in lots of different ways. Let's talk about a project that you have planned coming up in the months ahead. This is going to involve some climbing. Leslie, tell me about this. We have our annual fundraiser called Climb Killy, and it's a virtual climb of Mount Kilimanjaro. So not everybody can get themselves over there and actually climb that mountain. You have the whole month of February to reach the summit, and you can choose your route. There's an interactive map so that as you climb the mountain virtually, you can actually see real pictures of what it would look like if you were on the mountain. So you could see, oh, I'd be at this base camp, or I'd be on this path. So you can get information on that on our separate website, climbkilly.org, or you can just go to our regular website and there's a link there as well. But then also we do have the real climb of Mount Kilimanjaro, also another fundraiser opportunity where people can come with us and climb the mountain in July of 2022. Check that out. Go to climbkilly, which is K-I-L-I, climbkilly.org. Org, And of course, they've got on their website, they've got a link to that information as well. Big, big project coming up in the months ahead, days ahead. UboraTZ.org. UboraTZ.org. Leslie, I know that you've been involved many years 
officially in leadership now for several years, but before that, probably a decade plus, you were involved as a volunteer, that sort of thing. How have you seen there in the community in Karansi, how have you seen Karansi change now that Ubora has been working there for so long? My first trip was in 2010. And on a, one of the teacher mentor trips, my previous life, I was a middle school science teacher. So um, that's how I got involved going over and mentoring science teachers. But Africa is very, very beautiful, but there is a lot of poverty. And so I think when I first got there, it was clear that there were a lot of issues that needed to be addressed. And there was the feeling that nobody really knew what to do about those issues. And now I feel like there's more of a sense of, well, we know we have some issues and we've learned how to address a lot of issues and new issues that come up. I feel like they might be a little more equipped now to deal with them. There's, there's just a, a real uh, sense of, I think, hopefulness now from that hopelessness that they may have had before. And so much of it is education. And Moses, my husband and I started sponsoring Moses when he was in fourth grade. He was kind of withdrawn. He didn't smile very much, um, had some things going on in his family that were tough. Our relationship over the years has just deepened and deepened. And now he's in his uh, second year of medical school in Dar es Salaam and just a quality, quality 21-year-old young man who I absolutely adore, and he calls me mom, and I love it. And then uh, our second child is Precious, and she is. She lives up to her name, and she is going to be in class three, in grade three, and we started sponsoring her when she was in preschool. So I look forward to a similar relationship with her. The hopelessness that was there before has certainly transformed, and not just because of Ubora, certainly not. I mean, we all know that it's because the Lord did his work there, but the things that we've been able to share with them and assist them with and teach them and encourage them in have just brought a level of hope that is now bearing fruit in physical things. And, and hey, we do want to fix this road because we really we really want to take pride in our, in our village, just things like that. That's Leslie Sams joining us today from Ubora. Also on the line, Dave Burgess, he's the president. I want to ask Dave a question regarding something you just talked about. You talked about despair and hope and hopelessness and these things, but what's the theme that must run throughout all of it in order to really turn a person's despair to hope? To me, it's a three-part answer to that. Some time ago when I was getting into this role, I was doing reading about missions that had, uh, that had done well and uh, had really helped to become an area, helped an area to become sustainable. And uh, a phrase stuck with me uh, about a mission in Uganda. And uh, it went something along the lines of, I've seen a lot of toilets, terraces, and tomatoes uh, be built, uh, but there's nothing like seeing the gleam in the eye and the tenor of the voice of someone who's been transformed by the combination of Jesus, hope, and self-development. 
And so to me, it, that rang so true. It's the you, Jesus, you, you, we've got to lead with that to help us know and to help them know that Christ loves them. Uh, the second piece is hope. And that, that really comes uh, from folks coming in to give them help and, they, and realizing that, okay, Christ loves me and someone is helping me. So Christ is working through someone to solve a little bit of a problem that can help me get over the, the hump. It can give me just that little bit of hope, uh, whether that's a, a silo at a public school to give the kids lunch, uh, whether that's a little bit of health care or whether it's education, just something to get them out of the dire need that they're in, the acute you know, uh, relief type needs. And then, then that third piece to me is, is uh, self-development. We, we call it building capacity. Everything we do, we try to come alongside and work with our friends and our brothers and sisters there uh, to figure it out together. We've, we've been blessed with certain resources, certain experiences uh, that we can share and help them grow and learn those, even if they're in a small village in the middle of you know, a, a very isolated spot in Africa. So to me, it's those, those three things. Uh, Jesus, hope, and, and self-development is what really is rising, raising that village up. And it's just what we keep trying to ring year after year and make sure we touch all of those pieces uh, every time we go. Leslie, as we wrap up the show here, what might be your word of encouragement for the listeners, for the viewers? What's your word of encouragement to the people today? I think one of the most significant decisions that I've made personally is I would never presume to tell people what they should do, but I know what's helped me is that in the midst of all that has gone on in the world, I think the biggest takeaway that I've had is that I cannot live in fear and I need to continue doing what I feel called to do and to walk in it in wisdom and not foolishness, but definitely not walk in fear and not let something keep me from living and living a life of purpose, living a life of adventure. I just turned a certain age and I'm telling you, I am, I am not going to let it stop me. <laughs> I want to keep living, keep living and, and walking in, in that, that sense of adventure and purpose. So I would encourage people to not allow what's happened to isolate you, but to encourage you to, to continue to look outside yourself. And I think that's where a lot of healing is going to happen for a lot of people as they reach out to serve others and get back into a habit of community, then a lot of healing will take place from the damage that we've all experienced of being so isolated. Well, Leslie, first of all, happy 20th birthday. Thank you. I'll send you a check later. I was going to say 30. So you do <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, I'll, I'll, I might not want to do 20, but 30 be okay. Okay. By the way, same. <laughs> So, hey, uh, listen, both of you guys are awesome. It's been great to get to know you a little bit and get to know the organization. Dave, we'll have you answer the, the final question here just in case we've missed anything or anything you want to be sure to communicate on behalf of Ubora and just your, your final thoughts as well as you speak to the audience today. And, and again, thank you both for, for coming on the show. 
everyone has uh, something to give. And I think every, we all want to uh, make an impact on this world. And um, I just encourage everyone to get out there and, uh, and, and try to do that, whether that's uh, here with Ubora or, or wherever. Uh, we all have so much to give. We just need to step out, and as Leslie said, uh, in faith, just really uh, make that impact that is so rewarding to your life. Uh, there are so many things that, uh, that we try to do and chase that, that really aren't that rewarding, but I've had the privilege of, of being on many adventures in my life uh, in, in terms of travel, and I can tell you that this one uh, is the most rewarding by far. And just seeing the impact on people's lives, and that's what uh, that's what really counts. And Adam, I just uh, love what you're doing, and I thank you so much for the opportunity to be on on your show. For more information, you need to look them up online directly. You can go to uboratz.org. Now, ubora is spelled U B O R A, ubora, and then the letters T Z dot O R G. And also, they've got Climb Killy. Org for their event coming up very soon, climbkilly.org. And as always, you can go to theedgeofadventure.com, look for the post corresponding with this conversation, and you'll find all the details you need, all the links, all in one place. You're both awesome. Thanks for doing what you do, and thanks for your time today. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure where we go beyond status quo.